0: Hey weirdo, what's your superpower, and how will you use it to change the world? Welcome to Season 2 of Just Us Weirdos, a weekly serialized fiction podcast about learning to be heroic, no matter how weird your power might be. I'm Charlie White, the creator of Just Us Weirdos, and I'm so glad you're joining me here for the story today. But who wants to listen to a podcast when you can listen to an advertisement? Let's have a word from our sponsors.
1: Hey kids, has this ever happened to you at school?
0: Alright class, don't forget to bring something for show and tell tomorrow.
1: Got it, I'm keeping that idea in my brain. The next day.
0: It's time for show and tell.
1: Oh no, that idea fell out of my brain and I forgot to bring something in.
0: Students who don't have something for show and tell have to go back to kindergarten.
1: Life is pain and suffering. Wouldn't it be great if there were a way to transform your ideas into real things? Yeah? Well, now there is! Introducing the Smencil from YBM. This smart pencil is designed to solve all your school-related memory problems. Cool! How's it work? When you have an idea, you simply touch the Smencil to a piece of paper and use our easy-to-learn gesture pack to turn the idea into words. A single piece of paper can hold up to 300 words. That's great, but what if I use the wrong gesture? No problem. The Smencil has a built-in autocorrect function. If you simply invert the Smencil on your paper, and enthusiastically tap the error button. It will fade away and the paper is ready for more Smenzel storage. Sounds pretty cool but I'm gonna run out of battery at the worst time. Our engineers at YBM have you covered. We have made a deal with every school across the country to install Smenzel chargers in every classroom. Simply insert your Smensel into the charger, give it a twist, and your Smenzel is ready to go again. Yay, I love this pencil.
0: This pencil, patent pending. This pencil may become quite sharp with use. Do not point this pencil at pets or students. This pencil is not compatible with digital technologies. This pencil should not be used to clean the ear canal, although it is strangely effective at doing that job. Do not throw this pencil at the ceiling unless you're very bored.
1: The pencil, it's smart so you don't
0: have to be. Now that you're done listening to that advertisement, you should tune into another podcast and see if they have any ads. Or, if you wanna stick around here, we're gonna continue the story on Just Us Weirdos. A couple episodes back, we saw a large group of weirdos make two different plans for the best next thing to do, because they've got a lot of supervillains to stop. There's still Mrs. Work, who has kidnapped Bernie Connors and has the Caduceus. Then there's Mrs. Pawnzone, who has been creating superpowered monsters from endangered animals. And finally, there's Dagny Work, ...who seems to be teaming up with Mrs. Bonzone. Last week we saw what happened when Fish Out of Water and Rainbow Chaser went to make a wish. And this week we're going to follow Graphene, The Ninja, and Teal Titan... ...as they head back into the heart of Quadropolis towards Binary Towers. First a content warning. Today's episode may not be appropriate for listeners over the age of 14. It features sweaty superhero uniforms way too many TLAs, that's three-letter acronyms, and careless handling of trash can lids. So if any of this content seems offensive to you, you should buy a mental and correct all life's mistakes. For the rest of you, get comfortable, put a smile on your face, and think of something weird. It's time for episode 32 of Just Us Weirdos. The Tattered Tower The flat smell of concrete and old water fills the air as Tony, Amina, and Kirby jog through the sewers below Quadropolis. They know the area is being patrolled by Binary Hunter drones. Furthermore, the old Kuramoto family comm stations that Kirby had once set up are now owned by Binary Consolidated, so Kirby can't do any technical tricks to help the team out. The weirdos have one thing on their side, however. Mrs. Work has seen them running away from Quadropolis, and so she has sent her agents, both human and mechanical, out of the city to find them. Among all the things her nearly super-powered intellect can imagine, she is probably not expecting any of them to actually come back to Quadropolis, let alone Binary Towers. Therefore, the patrols are lighter than they were right after the NSE Genesis attack. Still, the weirdos aren't taking any chances, and they make a point of moving quietly and quickly through the tunnels. The comic book shop is up that ladder, Kirby says, pointing out where they went to the surface to trade his Beninja uniform for a Wondar costume. Like, that's great, Tony says, but I don't think this is the time to nerd out over back issues of Promethea. Kirby realizes that he wasn't with Amina or Tony when all that happened. Amina was still brainwashed, and he didn't even know Tony yet. As Kirby thinks back to how unbelievable these last several weeks have been since the NSC Genesis attack, he realizes he needs to fill them in on some details. So as they jog the last several blocks to the tunnels underneath Binary Tower, Kirby tells Amina how he's lost not only Butlerbot but also his family fortune his entire supply of bananas, and both his secret and public identities. Up in Quadropolis, the police think both Beninja and Kirby are terrorists. As the story finishes, the weirdos finally get to the ladder that will bring them up to an alley outside Binary Towers. Kirby pulls his black ninja mask down over his sweaty bald head to become the new Beninja. Amina zips up her dark blue and silver tracksuit, with Graphene's G on the chest. Tony looks at both of them and says, I totes need a mask. Beninja nods. When I get into the storage room in Binary Towers, I'll look for something. In the meantime, Tony, the teal titan, straps her teal trash can lid shield onto her back and snaps the elastic waistband of her teal shorts for good measure. They look up the ladder to the sewer lid far above. Like, you two are both thought of as total creepos in this town. I should go first. Teal Titan climbs the ladder up to the surface, trying to push the heavy steel sewer lid as quietly as possible. She pokes her head up and sees the wreckage of Binary Tower. The once splendid white glass and titanium building is now scarred with gouges from the massive mechanical spider NSE Genesis. The formerly smooth exterior is burned with laser blasts, crumbled where missiles slammed into it, and stained with splatted bananas. There is only one floor with no broken windows, which is about halfway up the building. Titan quickly counts and whispers down, Like, I count 19 rows of broken windows, so there's 19 floors. And the only place with windows that aren't broken are on floor 10. Graphene shakes her head below and says, Binary only has 18 floors. Mrs. Work's office is on the top floor. I've been there. Count again, Beninja says. OMG, I can totally count, Titan says. There's 19 floors. BTW, it's safe up here. There's a weird, massive tent city two blocks away, but it's a ghost town above us right now. Graphene and Beninja climb the ladder, and the three weirdos fan out over the alley. Beninja counts the windows on the exterior of the building. I can't believe it. There are 19 floors. Titan flicks his ear. Ouch! Graphene points to the unbroken windows on the 10th floor. Titan, that's where you and I are going. If there's a floor that's been hardened against the kind of attack that NSE Genesis launched against this building, you can bet that's where Mrs. Work keeps her important stuff. Beninja nudges Titan and Graphene gently on their backs. Friends, we have to move. He points over to the tent city. Three binary hunter drones have risen from the tents, and they're beginning to patrol. Those tents must be set up by Binary to dissect and study NSE Genesis, but we can't get spotted here." The weirdos run down the alley, and Graphene guides them to the service elevator she used the first time she ever broke into Binary Tower. "'Too bad IT girl isn't here to help us override the locks,' she says. Teal Titan looks at the door of the service elevator and smiles. This job has my name written all over it. Unlike most of Binary Tower, which was designed to be beautiful and gleaming and expensive, the service elevator is where dirty trucks and massive equipment is carried, dragged, loaded, and unloaded. Because of this, it isn't very pretty. And like almost every other business in the world, Binary Consolidated has elected to paint this part of the building an industrial teal color. Titan jabs her fingertips into the elevator doors, and with a crunch, her hand goes straight through the steel. She shifts her grip, and with a lazy and casual motion, pulls the door of the service elevator right off the side of the building and tosses it behind her. It lands with a sound kind of like the massive thud of a crumpled steel elevator door being carelessly tossed onto concrete. The three hunter drones, hovering about a block away, all turn towards the sound. Their sticky foot cannons swivel to point to the general area, and in one computerized voice, they say, Threat detected. Proceeding to protect profit margins. Run! Graphene yells. But Ninja doesn't need to be told twice. Without bananas, technology, or money, he has effectively no powers to defend himself or help his friends. Titan quickly follows, and Graphene finds a discarded wood pallet to lean against the opening they've torn into the building, which she seals with a few quick fingertip pencil strokes. The inside of Binary Tower is nearly the same wreck as the outside. While well, the battle didn't happen inside the tower, The employees had to leave the building in a rush. Papers, dropped laptops, and toppled plants are everywhere. The weirdos don't have much time to take in the scene, as they hear the sound of crunching wood behind them, and in the distance, a computerized voice. Your actions have resulted in the damage of binary consolidated property. Your binary pay accounts will be penalized. But Ninja takes a step towards the voices. Uh, Beninja. I don't mean to be rude, but you can't really do anything right now. I think you need to let Titan and I step between you and danger rather than the other way around. Sorry, he says. It's a hero instinct thing. He looks over to a staircase behind them. I guess I should just go find the storage room below. I can build a tool that will help us find Butlerbot with the supplies down there. As he talks, one of the hunter drones hovers into the garage. Target acquired. It swings its sticky foot cannon towards Beninja. Titan steps forward and in one motion, unslings her trash can lid shield from her back and flings it like a frisbee towards the drone. The lid flies supernaturally fast, and it slams into the drone, ripping it into two pieces. Beninja watches excitedly for a moment. Like, what are you looking at? Titan says. Is that lid gonna fly back into your hand now? Beninja asks. Duh, aren't you a science dude? That's totes not gonna happen. Graphene has moved forward to inspect the wreckage of the gleaming white drone. Yeah, she says, looking at the teal streak in the floor and the shards in the wall behind it. You might have infinite strength when it comes to teal, but that doesn't mean that teal things become infinitely strong. You've just turned that garbage can lid into confetti. Teal shrugs, and the weirdos hear a beeping coming from around the corner as the other drones make their way into the building. Well, then, I guess we just have to come up with a new plan. Griffin nods. Beninja, get down below. We'll hold the drones off. Meet up with us on the tenth floor, or the nine-and-a-half floor, or whatever it is. Beninja nods, but a worried look stays on his face. Are you sure I shouldn't stay and help? A sticky foot shot blasts from a drone that has just popped around the corner. In one agile motion, Graphene runs her fingertips along the wall and pulls out, using her superpower to create a small wall that deflects the blast. Meanwhile, Teal Titan pushes Beninja toward the door to the basement. Like, run! Beninja does. Thank you, as always, dear listener. You can find us online at Just Us Weirdos, where you can subscribe to the podcast and interact with us. We would love to hear from you. You can email us at hero at justusweirdos.com or catch us on Facebook or Twitter at Just Us Weirdos. Thanks, as always, to Joe Carnwath, who wrote, performed, and produced our theme music with Trumpet by James Carnwath. Check out Joe's music online at joecarnwath.com or find him on Spotify. The song you're listening to right now is Cinderella, used by permission from Love Hustler, who you can also find on Spotify. And special thanks to Shannon White for helping record the ad today. Thanks for listening, and remember, be kind, be creative, and most of all, be weird. See you next week, weirdos.